Welcome to Absence Management Perspectives, a DMEC podcast. The Disability Management Employer Coalition, or DMEC as we're known by most people, provides focused education, knowledge, and networking opportunities for absence and disability management professionals. DMEC has become a leading voice in the industry and represents more than 16,000 professionals from organizations of all sizes across the United States and Canada. This podcast series will focus on industry perspectives and provide the opportunity to delve more deeply into issues that affect DMEC members and the community as a whole. We're thrilled to have you with us and hope you will visit us at dmec.org to get a full picture of what we have to offer, from webinars and publications to conferences, certifications, and much more. Let's get started and meet the people behind the processes. Hello, and welcome to Absence Management Perspectives, a DMEC podcast. I'm Heather Grimshaw, Communications Manager for DMEC. I'm here today with David Dubovich, a DMEC member who is going to share some insights about how North Memorial Health has helped employees return to work after COVID-19-related absences. David, who is a member of the DMEC Employer Advisory Council, shared some successes with a rehabilitation service that helps employees return to work after experiencing long COVID. We have someone here with us today from NovaCare, the organization that North Memorial Health partnered with, and we'll hear an employee perspective as well. David, would you kick us off by introducing yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm David Dubovich. I'm a disability case manager for North Memorial Health System, uh, which consists of North Memorial Hospital in Robbinsdale, Maple Grove Hospital, and Blaze Health, which is a a consortium of uh, various clinics uh, connected to the North Memorial uh, System. Um, I coordinate and facilitate return to work for uh, team members that have Uh, medical conditions, whether it's related to a work injury or uh, a personal non-work-related medical condition. I become involved if they're losing time from work or if they have uh, restrictions that can't be accommodated. Um, I arrange for temporary transitional work. I also get involved on the non-work-related side in job accommodations and when someone's returning from a leave of absence that can't do the essential functions of their job and working with the team member and the manager on uh, return to work. So David, how many North Memorial Health employees have used NovaCare for rehabilitation from long COVID? There was just around a dozen, if not more, uh, that uh, participated in the program. Kurt was probably uh, one of the the first individuals. He was uh, diagnosed with COVID and was off work for uh, a a period of time uh, when I got connected to him. Um, But um, we've had um, quite a bit of success uh, with, with other team members going through this program. Okay, and can you give us a quick overview of how the program works and why North Memorial Health chose this Mm -hmm. service for its employees? Yeah, you know, as the pandemic uh, uh, evolved there in March of 2020, you know, we were in uncharted waters, so to speak. I I don't think anybody really, you know, the rules were changing daily on what to do. I, you know, nobody knew where things were going and we could only 
base things on what we were seeing in front of us. You know, the the after effects of COVID just, you know, started to surface. We, we were dealing with people that had shortness of breath, uh, fatigue, they were deconditioned, um, much like, you know, if they had a medical condition or even a work injury, you know, we, we experienced that, but we were seeing that with COVID. It was just like, it wasn't like take a drug and you're going to be up and running in 24 hours. It was more than that. So, um, you know, we, we were like open to several ideas and, um, lo and behold, here comes this, this program from NovaCare. And we do do a lot of work with NovaCare. We do work with, um, uh, what we call here in Minnesota qualified rehabilitation consultants. They're called QRCs. And, um, you know, some of the, the QRCs that, that, uh, I had worked with um, also were aware of the program and we had one specific QRC that um, also brought this to my attention and um, we just decided my goodness this would be you know probably a good thing to look into and give it a try and we did and we we had some real real positive uh, results from it. Yeah, I think I, I appreciate that Uncharted Waters comment, and I'm sure it will resonate with employers listening into this conversation. I think this is a great place to introduce uh, Dr. Christine Trimble, a doctor of physical therapy and Revital Certified Therapist, a Recovery and Reconditioning Program Champion of Minnesota with NovaCare. Um, Dr. Trimble, I'm hoping that you can share an overview of what's entailed in the therapy for people recovering from long COVID and what the average timeline is for return to work. Yes, thank you so much. Um, so the Recovery and Reconditioning Program was founded, um, again, these uncharted waters in June of 2020 um, amid the COVID pandemic by the leading physicians, um, physiatrists, pulmonologists, um, as well as physical and occupational therapists and speech and language pathologists. Um, after seeing what had happened and was happening in Europe at the time. Um, since uh, June of 2020, the program as a whole has helped, um, we just hit the 5,000 mark, um, patients recover and get back to function. As far as the timeline, I would say the mean um, length of time is between six to eight weeks in the program. Some are longer depending on the complexity of the case and some are shorter. Um, it really depends on how many systems and how many um, other impairments that a patient displays. Sure. Yeah, I can imagine that it would be very customized. And I'm hoping that you'll give us a real tactical kind of explanation for what this therapy looks like. And uh, David referenced Kurt uh, earlier, and Kurt Rodmeyer is with us. He is one of the employees who has experienced this service. And so he'll be chiming in a little bit later with some, some details. But I'm hoping, uh, Dr. Trimble, you can help us really imagine or picture what this looks like for, a, for an employee who has experienced long COVID. Sure. 
There are a vast array of symptoms that people experience, and that list has very much evolved from the beginning of the program, which was more cardiac and pulmonary symptoms, to things like fatigue, shortness of breath, chest pain and discomfort, memory loss, brain fog, dizziness, and overall lack of tolerance for daily activities. With this program, the therapists are specially trained. There are more than a thousand therapists within the select medical network that are trained in this, and every patient is screened for neurological, cardiopulmonary, musculoskeletal deficits, fall risk. Um, we also screen for post-exertional malaise, um, autonomic dysfunction, as well as cognitive deficits to ensure that we can address whatever needs that patient has. That's helpful. Um, is it fair to assume that you then customize that rehabilitation um, for the, the patient's specific symptoms? Correct. Um, sometimes it starts out with very cognitive-based therapy, getting occupational therapy involved right away. Sometimes um, the brain fog and cognitive deficits are addressed later on um, after a few visits trying to assess a patient. But really looking at how the person responds, it is very much... Um, very tailored and really looking at how that person is responding using the vital signs assessment and also assessing all of the other symptoms as we're going through the therapy to ensure that we are making continued progress. Okay. Um, and can you talk a little bit about how this therapy approach is different from other types of, of debilitating illnesses and, and conditions that you all treat? So, COVID-19 itself creates a multi-system inflammation response. So unlike other diseases or pathologies where one thing might be affected, this really affects almost all the symptoms in some way, shape, or form in patients. So it really is using the skill of that trained therapist to screen for the cognitive, to screen for that autonomic dysfunction, to screen for cardiopulmonary issues that might need further investigation. It also really looks at how the person is responding and knowing whether to push that patient or maybe to back off and teach more pacing. A lot of times a traditional therapy approach is that graded exercise. You know, we want to improve strength, we want to improve endurance. And what we are finding with post-COVID rehabilitation is that is not, that does, people don't respond that way to this type of traditional therapy. Okay, that's interesting. So if I'm understanding you correctly, that one of the differences that you all are seeing is that uh, patients with long COVID are not responding well to the graded exercise that is maybe tr more traditional with other issues that are addressed with these kinds of services? Yes, some people do respond that way, but if someone is not responding, this is where this program really helps because it takes into account, for example, post-exertional malaise, which is that fatigue that a lot of people post-COVID will experience. 
that lasts for a few days after doing an activity like helping mow the lawn. Someone might be not able to do their daily activities um, or not be able to get up and go shower after doing that. So really looking at making sure we are safe within our parameters to keep that patient moving forward without creating more difficulties. That's really helpful. Thank you. So I'm going to introduce Kurt Rodmeyer, who is here with us today. Kurt is a registered nurse, and he is on the critical care response team and has agreed to, to chat with us today about his experience with this uh, rehabilitation approach. So Kurt, I'm going to ask you to give us a quick overview of your role, and then I've got a couple of questions for you. Hi, I'm Kurt Rodmeyer. I'm a registered nurse at North Murrow Medical Center, um, also known as the CCRT, which is the Critical Care Response Team. My uh, main focus in the hospital is the stabilization rooms um, at North Memorial. There are four of them. It's where um, ambulances bring in the severely injured and the uh, very ill patients that need to be stabilized before they can move into the uh, main emergency room or be admitted to the uh, intensive care unit. When I'm not focusing on the stabilization rooms, I support the intensive care units um, with their critical patients. And I also respond to the medical floors in the uh, hospital um, for medical emergencies, rapid response teams where a patient um, is declining and the primary nurse and doctor need help stabilizing that patient and they usually end up in the intensive care unit. And then I also respond to um, code blues in the hospital um, and I also um, take patients down to um, diagnostic studies like MRI and um, CAT scan from the intensive care units, which can be quite the process because of ventilators and uh, all the pumps. So <clears throat> Kurt is uh, someone who you want if you're in, in an emergency. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was just going to say those are some very important roles that you have, and it sounds like yep. a lot of juggling goes on there. <sighs> so I'm basically the uh, paramedic. I guess the hospital is kind of the way you can look at the job. Okay. Yeah, that's a, it sounds like a, certainly an appropriate summary there. Um, so, Kurt, what was your experience with COVID and the return to work process? Well, I um, came down with COVID the end of March of 2020, right at the beginning. I guess because I'm right on the front lines, we were taking care of very critical patients at the beginning and was starting to feel tired. I was supposed to work um, one night. I lost my smell and uh, my taste and I called in sick and that was the end of March and I didn't return to work until I believe it was the middle of August and that was just with four hour shifts. My experience with COVID was severe headaches, severe fatigue, loss of taste and smell, um, low grade fevers for about two weeks and then just the um, the fatigue. I just could not get my feet back uh, underneath me. Walking around felt like I was uh, pulling a two-bottom plow as I would uh, 
explain to people. Yeah, just getting my feet back underneath me. And uh, I just, I met David and David started working with me. And uh, you returned to work, uh, according to my data, uh, at reduced hours around late July and subsequently okay. worked yourself up to regular duty in um, October of uh, 20. So, Kurt, can you tell us a little bit about what your therapy experience was like? Um, sure. Um, the therapy uh, started slow. Um, they started me with um, weightlifting, uh, working on my uh, endurance, um, stretching, and uh, lots of vital signs. They would follow my vital signs through every uh, process. Um and see how well I did. Okay, great. And when you're talking about the stretching, are those normal stretching? I'm, I'm actually lifting my arms up and doing like a stretch here as I ask. Just curious what that, what that was like. No, the therapist would actually, um, he focused on my, um, my chest and would stretch and um, just expand my uh, chest system. Okay. And can you talk a little bit about how the therapy has helped your symptoms and maybe when you first started seeing some improvements? Yes. Um, after COVID, I basically, my therapy was just walking. I would just walk and try to get my stamina back. And I think the combination of the, uh, the weights and the focused, um, I can't think of the word I want to use. So not only is there a lot of chest involvement with the difficulty breathing as well as coughing that usually goes along. So when Kurt was talking about the stretching and stuff for his chest, super important to get the ribs moving and the chest expansion and lung expansion back to pre-COVID. The other part is working on overall core and some of those muscles proximal. So like shoulders, hips, um, back, because people are frequently debilitated for quite a while, we sometimes forget how much strength we lose quickly. And we need to work on gaining that core strength back as well as the stability so that you can go about and do your daily work activities, especially in a job like nursing or paramedic because you have to work quickly and there's a certain amount of adrenaline that happens and we need to be sure that you are safe in order to go back so you're not going to be injured. That's such a good point. I appreciate the comment, Dr. Trimble, that about how we forget how much strength you can lose quickly. I've heard that's especially true with COVID and long COVID type symptoms. So I can certainly appreciate that. So, Kurt, I'm curious, are you finished with your therapy or is this an ongoing type of therapy? No, I'm finished. I did, I think it was around six weeks and uh, I improved and, uh, yeah, uh, worked my way back into work. Started four-hour shifts and worked up to my 12-hour shift by, I guess, the end of August until I think it was the uh, middle of October when I went back full-time. Right. Wow. Yeah. 
That's wonderful. Okay, so that graduated re-entry, I'm sure was, or I can uh, imagine would be helpful, especially as you're moving through these types of symptoms. Yes. Yes, in the therapy, the, um, the weights and the walking upstairs, downstairs, and just the way they pushed me through my... Uh, um, my weakness and my um, easy exhaustion, I think, was the uh, the main factor, how I could get back to work as fast as I could. And he worked with um, a, a vocational rehabilitation consultant uh, from the state of Minnesota, registered with the state of Minnesota because he was losing time from work. So uh, she uh, worked with him as well as NovaCare on his planning. Thank you, David. I appreciate that, that you chiming in there. And I would think that that multi-tiered approach would be incredibly helpful, both for Kurt and other employees who are going through this, which is somewhat mm -hmm. of a daunting process, as well as from the employer vantage point to know where things stand and what to expect next. It's, uh, you know, to provide additional it's not only mandatory that we provide it, but it's really to provide additional support. You know, Kurt was losing time from work and nobody, you know, as, as I said, this was such a territory where I use the word uncharted waters. Nobody knew, you know, where, where things were going with all of this and, and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, we tried to provide as much resources as possible uh, to the team members to, uh, you know, get through this, such horrifying um, circumstance. Yeah, I think that's well well said, horrifying circumstance. It is something that no one expects and certainly seems to be very unique for every mm -hmm. person who experiences it. David, I'm going to shift gears a little bit and ask you to talk um, about uh, what the percentage of people is who receive these services and are able to return to work or have a shorter duration of absence. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, we, I would say all of them were able to return. I, I, Kurt was probably one of the first ones to start with this program. You know, a lot of our uh, team members that went through the program, they've all returned to work now. Some take longer than others, um, but um, I, I have received nothing but positive comments. Um, when I uh, present the idea to team members that were experienced long-haul COVID symptoms, uh, we would uh, email out the brochure. People would read it and say, that is what I need. That is what I need. And, you know, we would encourage them to either call NovaCare, talk to their physician, um, check it out, go visit them and, you know, ensure that it's something that they, they want to do. And I know Kurt uh, as well had offered to be, you know, any uh, of support. Wonderful. Yeah, I did see a, a reference to tele-rehab and was curious, uh, both from Dr. Trimble's perspective as well, Kurt, if you're willing to chime in, uh, how that works. And Kurt, if you uh, went to a facility to receive the rehabilitation or if, if that was a tele-rehab situation. No, I went uh, in person over to the Coon Rapids NovaCare and uh, worked with them there. I did um, no telecare, it was all in person. 
Okay, thank you. And Dr. Trimble, how how frequently are patients uh, taking advantage of that tele-rehab or is, is most of the work done in that Coon Rapids facility? We have actually, um, I can't remember if the number is 20 or 22 of our facilities within Minnesota that do offer the recovery and reconditioning program. Tele-rehab is a great tool and most of us use it from time to time, um, especially in the beginning when it is very difficult to tolerate one getting up, getting dressed, getting out of the house, finding a ride to therapy. The telehealth option is a great tool to allow someone to get the care that they need without expending all of that energy. And then we work on building up their tolerance for daily activities, and then they are in the clinic. The other thing, if they're having a really bad day, especially Kurt mentioned the graduated return to work, sometimes um, a lot of education goes into, okay, what were you doing at work? Where were you having problems? How can we remedy this? If you were getting, say, dizzy with some of the quick movements, let's Let's problem solve that and see how we can help that. I would think from a from an employee vantage point, that would be really helpful. Yes, and uh, the therapy was um, gauged towards using my muscle groups for moving um, patients and moving equipment. I think that helped uh, dramatically. Oh, I bet. And we are really spoiled in the location I work at, along with three other locations within the Twin Cities, we have the work conditioning. So if someone needs to build up that tolerance, that program is up to four hours a day, five days a week. And the location I'm at, we have the use of the lifetime fitness that's next to us. So we get to do all of those activities and really ensure a smooth transition back into a high intensity or high repetition job. Okay. And David, I think the the one question I had left for you is really, what if anything about the therapy or the experience for employees do you wish you had known earlier? You know, to answer that question, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I, I was grateful that we found out about it because, you know, we were, I think, spinning our wheels, you know, like what's going to happen? You know, we, of course, you know, as Christine alluded to earlier, you know, you were watching everything overseas and hearing of people, you know, dying and, you know, what, what were we going to be faced with? Um, I don't know how to answer that question other than to say I, I you know, I was grateful that NovaCare <laughs> came up with this this program um, uh, that that you know was was out there to to assist um, the these team members that were experienced you know the low stamina and endurance issues as well as you know the the shortness of breath and brain fog so to speak and on and on and on um i i promote this uh whenever i can um so you know i don't know if it could have come any earlier than it did
yeah, I think that it it has been a learning process, I think, for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that Kurt has very generously offered to support other employees going through this process is so generous because I think just like his willingness to share his experience today, hearing what that process looks like, what's entailed, mm -hmm. and the successful outcome would be incredibly important. So I, I greatly appreciate all of your willingness to share your stories and your perspectives with us today. And uh, Kurt, wish you all the best moving forward and um, look forward to continuing to keep in touch with you all to hear how things are going. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you so much.